Welcome to the Harvard and Texiata Podcast, Episode 3, and I'm your host, Stephen Harper. Today's guest is Bridget Frey. As Redfin's chief technology officer, Bridget leads the software engineering team, which she has grown to more than 150 engineers in Seattle and San Francisco. Her mission is to build technology that makes the process of buying and selling a home less complicated and less stressful. She is a thought leader on issues facing women in technology, and nearly 30% of the software engineers on our team are women. Prior to Redfin, Frey was the Director of Analytics and Business Applications at Lithium Technologies. In addition, she has held management positions at Intrinsic Research, IM Logic, and Plumtree Software. Bridget holds a bachelor's degree in computer science from Harvard University, where she graduated magna cum laude. She was recently named to the Puget Sound Business Journal 40 Under 40 list. Welcome to the show, Bridget. Hi, it's great to be here. Yeah, well, let's just jump right into it. So what got you interested in tech? Yeah, so when I was five, my dad is an appliance sales and repairman, and he showed up in our kitchen with this big box, and inside that box was an Apple IIe, an early Apple computer. And to him, it was just like a dishwasher where you get the manual and you kind of figure <laughs> out how it works. And so those were my earliest experiences with computers, just working with my dad on this machine and trying to figure out what you could do with it. So I've had a lifelong love for technology. Wow, wonderful. How would you say your experience at Harvard influenced you to be who you are today? Yeah, so I think Harvard just opened up these opportunities to go much deeper on computer science and really a lot of other topics as well. I found that it was really the first time where I could engage just doing the original reading and going and, you know, looking at academic papers and getting my hands dirty, writing operating system code. It just gave me a chance to engage with those topics and found, found that I love them even more, I think, especially on the computer science side. Do you mind elaborating a little bit more on that? Yeah, so in, on the computer science side, so I started off in CS50 and got to know a couple of professors along the way, Professor Margo Seltzer, who was at Harvard at the time, and Professor Mike Smith, and they eventually had talked to me about being a teaching fellow. And I think being a teaching fellow for a couple of courses helped me get even a new perspective. I think having an opportunity to teach folks and to see how they were learning that, it gave me a new perspective on all of that. Uh, operating systems was my very favorite class. I think that's the one that prepared me the most for going into the technology industry and the one that just, it calls to me from time to time where I find that things I learned there really are relevant to my day job. What is it about operating systems that just really got to you? I think it was this broad architectural look at how a computer really works, at how you can actually tell it what to do. It stripped away all of the, the higher level programming languages and concepts and really focused in on, okay, like the, the, you're, you're almost down to the bare metal. What are the things that you can do? How, how do you set up memory? How do you set up processing so that you can achieve your goals? And I think that so much of programming is it refers back to those same techniques that you use at the lower levels. Operating systems, is a, in my opinion, it's a little difficult. So <laughs> it's very involved, but like you said, so it goes down to the, the low level. 
is. And I think one thing about the way Harvard taught it at the time when I went through is that it was always group projects that you worked on to engage with that material. I think it is the type of subject that you need to be talking to someone else about. It's so complex. And sometimes you just have the barest grasp of a concept, but then when you work with someone else and when you can see how others are achieving that problem, you really learn it on a different level. So I think that was another thing I really enjoyed about that class was the teamwork. Gotcha. And I'm guessing you use a lot of teamwork in your day-to-day job. Well, sure. I, I think that, you know, when I, when I was growing up, the image of a computer scientist was, it was someone working in a dimly lit room by themselves in a corner late into the night eating Doritos. Like it was sort of this image <laughs> of a computer scientist that just has not matched my experience. Frankly, I, I don't think I would be successful or work well in that type of environment. And it's just not what I found the actual industry to be like. I found it to be very collaborative, very much relying on you know being able to ask difficult questions that others can answer or help them. I, those are always the types of companies that I've looked for as ones that have that collaborative spirit. Agreed. It's much more social than people may think that are not in the industry. The best companies really have that. The, the problems we're trying to solve the interesting ones, they go beyond what one person can do alone. Agreed. What do you remember most from your Harvard experience? One thing I really remember is that I was on the Harvard Independent. I was the co-editor-in-chief my senior year, and it gave me this whole other outlet that I wasn't getting from my computer science courses to really to write, to, to create stories, to do research on what was happening on campus, and then convey that to my classmates. I found again, like writing is something that is also really critical in business. It's critical for software developers because really a lot of what you're doing is essentially writing. It's writing code clearly that other people can engage with. And so that experience on the Harvard Independent gave me just a whole other outlet for for learning how to do that. What would you say is a favorite article that you wrote? Oh man, I going back like I oh it's been so much time. You know, I started off doing uh theater reviews, so I was on oh. the art staff and it gave me this opportunity to go see student productions and be a critic. I think that's where I realized like, you know, gosh, I'm writing I'm writing these critiques of these plays and then I also knew how hard it was for the students to put these productions together and everything and just made me really appreciate what goes into that art. Yeah. So you're, are you still into theater work now? So I am no longer writing about the theater, but I am an active theater goer for sure. <laughs> gotcha. What would you say contributed to your success? So I think one characteristic I have is just a love for efficiency. I, I like to be able to do a lot of things at once, and that requires, I think, finding efficient ways to accomplish them. So even sometimes when I'm standing in line for Santa with my kids, I'm trying to optimize the algorithm for how they figure out how to manage that line. It's something I think I approach all of life with, but I think it helped me at Harvard when there were so many opportunities, there were so many things I could engage with. There were clubs and classes and being a teaching fellow and just other students socially to, to learn from and to be with. Yeah, I, I really think that that all came together for me. What would you say is your favorite process you've made the most efficient? I think at work, we've found ways to get hundreds of software developers working together efficiently. So I think 
finding ways that we could break down problems into smaller pieces, but still have it go into a whole that's a customer experience uh, that, that really is cohesive. So I think as we've added on more people, we've always had to look at how we do things, how we communicate, how we build and test our software to make sure that we're producing really great software. Are there any lessons you want to share with the audience? So one is, I guess, when, when you're looking for where you want to work to make sure that, you know, if you're going to a company that you really understand how that company makes money, that you really understand, you know, the software you're going to be building is going to be solving a particular problem. And is this a real problem that you feel is important to work on? I think a lot of people when, especially when they're coming out of college, they're looking for work that's meaningful and you can kind of get sucked into some of the marketing that goes around a company without really understanding, okay, if this is how the company makes money and this is the actual customer problem that you have, most of your time is really going to go into this type of work. So just learn, learn how that works. Make sure that you understand that before you join something. So how would people go about doing that? I think that it's, it's important to research the company, to ask questions when you're interviewing people about what's important, what are the kinds of problems that get worked on, what kind of problems don't get worked on, and just to really look at, you know, what is the company, what has the company been doing? What are the major projects? How are they covered in the press? Gotcha. So is there anything that you have planned for the future? Maybe I should say this. I'm the chief technology officer at Redfin right now, and I've been here for 10 years. We are a real estate company that's, that was founded by software developers and it's technology powered. So we're using technology to make real estate more efficient and more cost effective. And in the 10 years that I've been here, it, it still feels like there are new things to do every day, that there are new opportunities in machine learning or expanding our product line to things like we, we launched a mortgage business recently. We're still expanding to cover the whole United States. So it just feels like there's still so much more to do. And so my plan is to stay at Redfin and to keep making real estate better for consumers. Awesome. Uh, what would you say is the biggest challenge in your work? So one of the things we're really thinking about is how we scale the business. When I started 10 years ago, we were a much smaller company. We primarily worked on helping people buy homes. We did a little bit to help people sell homes, but it just wasn't as built out. And in the intervening years, we now help larger business to help people sell homes. We've added mortgage and title insurance. We have a business where we'll buy your home, fix it up, and then put it back on the market. So there's all these new things that we are trying to do. And so just figuring out how we set up the company to be able to run multiple businesses instead of just one. And that extends to the technology. It extends to how we set up human resources and recruiting. There are just so many foundational levels that we need to think about. Gotcha. How do you decide like which levels to focus on? I think sometimes when you're a growing company, it's based on, you know, which pieces do you see aren't quite scaling with the business? So you kind of look at all of the things you have. I think when you when you work at a growing company and maybe at any company, there's always you know no shortage of things that you could work on to improve. But you're trying to then prioritize. Okay, what one has the which one has the biggest impact on our business, on our customers, etc. So you're trying to map all the things you could work on to where it will have the most impact. Gotcha. Is there like a metric that you follow to say customers and what they would find to be like good for them or like, what is it that you uh, go by to say, hey, this is what I'm satisfied with? 
Absolutely. So one thing you're kind of looking at is how you how the business is growing. So are we getting more customers over time to come to our website and download our mobile application? Are we getting more customers then to take the next step to go on a home tour or to ask for a listing agent to come to their home and help them understand what their house is worth? So you're looking at how from the very first point that someone learns about Redfin all the way through to when you help them find their dream home, how, how are you helping them and how many more people are getting through from one stage to the next? So I would say we're a very metrics driven business. Uh, we love data. Real estate has a ton of data. <laughs> imagine. And so uh, we are a data driven company that tries to set up these metrics at every level and find ways we can improve. You say there's a lot of data. So what kind of data do you have to like take into account? It's It starts kind of with all the homes for sale. Redfin was the first company to put homes for sale on a map. So that was a, a novel idea back when we first got started. And so the first thing you're doing is finding all the homes that are for sale. And there are hundreds of what are called multiple listing services. They're regional, regional real estate consortiums that gather the data for listings for sale in a, a currently a smaller area. And so we aggregate all of that data into our database. But it's not just that. It's also all the homes that exist in the United States, whether they're for sale or not. So all property records, tax records, regional data, points of interest. There's, we've recently added information about floods. So if you live in a coastal area or near a river and it's under you know, flood consideration, we'll tell you what the flood risk is for that particular area. So there's just so much data. The other thing is that we're the number one brokerage real estate in the United States. So we have millions of people who are coming to the site and using it and we can watch how they're interacting with different homes. You know, did they view a house? Did they go on a tour? Did they make an offer on a house? And so it gives us another set of data that we can combine to make predictions about home prices. We can use machine learning to recommend homes to people. So when you put together all these data sets, it's a really unique data set that you can use to solve problems. Great. What would you say is going well right now? I think one thing that really is special about Redfin is the culture that we have, that it's just very collaborative. We've been growing and adding more engineers over time, but it's just amazing to see how people work together well. And I think what that's done in part is help us really make progress on diversity and inclusion and equity. So when I started at Redfin 10 years ago, I was the only woman on the Seattle engineering team. Today we're 37% women and we are 11% uh, engineers who are black, Latino or Hispanic. Those numbers have gone up over time. They don't yet reflect America, but it's great to see the numbers moving in that direction. And I appreciate working with a company that really cares about this topic and is doing the hard things that are needed to build a more inclusive environment. Yeah. Speaking on that, do you have advice for women in tech or women who want to be in tech? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great time to get into tech. I think we need you. We need the voices of all of the different people in America and the world that are using technology solutions. These are problems that are just too large to leave to a small group of people. We need to make sure that the folks who are building algorithms and who are building software are bringing experiences that they can use to make sure that what we're building works for everyone. So I would say, you know, go for it. Please come and join us. Is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience that we have? I would just say th thanks for giving me this opportunity to talk about my career, my time at Harvard and, and Redfin in general. 
I'm just really appreciative to this audience, and I wish you all the best of luck as you form your careers in tech. All right. Thank you, Bridget. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Bridget, for coming onto the show. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or by email at Harvard and Tech Seattle. Links will be in the show notes.